Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you all out to another live feed from yours truly. Today, we're going to be talking about your desired season. So this is different than uh, the live Q&As that I've been doing for a few weeks. Uh, my wife and I were doing our... Um, uh, our Bible study together, and this message dropped in my spirit hard like bricks. And so I wanted to make sure I give you all uh, what I feel God has given me to give to you all about being prepared in season. What's up, Nick? Being prepared in season and out of season. And so I have some points. I have a couple of scriptures, and I'll make about time for maybe two or three questions at the end. But I have some points that I want to share with you all about the importance of being instant or ready in and out of season. But for those who's watching me live right now, I want to thank you all so much for watching me live. What's up, Adriana? Do me a big favor and share this broadcast out because I believe the word that God has given me is going to benefit and bless a lot of people. So do me a big favor and like this video, share this video. And for those who's watching and you never met me before, my name is Joshua Ezzy, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow spiritually for God's optimal use. And so if you feel like this material is something that will benefit you on your walk with God and you trying to understand your life, feel free to subscribe, hit the bell, and join us on our Unpluggers community here on YouTube. And for those who's listening or watching later on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, or watching later on YouTube, want to welcome you all. Thank you all so much. I pray uh, that the, this material has been a blessing to you and thank you for your support. But let's get right into some points real quickly, and then I'm going to get to some points. But let me make sure I show some love to the chat. Hey, Jenna, what's going on? Nick Antoine, what's up, family? Miss Lady. Yes, I finally made it to a live. Welcome to the live, Miss Lady. I, Divine 15, hey, what's going on? So feel free to chat with me. All questions will be reserved towards the end. But let's get right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about um, desired seasons. Many people are desiring seasons that they're not properly developed for. And our goal is, is to help you understand the importance of being instant or ready in season and out of season. What's going on, Cheryl? But let's get right into it. People, let's look at the problem. Or two scriptures I'm going to talk about today is 2 Timothy 4.2 and 2 Timothy 2.4. So let's get right to the point. Uh, people are desiring and or are driven to pursue seasons that they are not prepared for. Many people are desiring and are driven to pursue seasons that they are not prepared for. God cares about your development for the season. Many people have strong desires to be married, that strong desires to be successful to such a degree that they're driven towards those things, but they haven't taken inventory or self-examination to look at their lives to examine, am I even ready for it? Am I even um, prepared? And many people, um, they're quick to get ready for a thing, but they're not strong enough to stay ready for a thing. And God blesses us with seasons of preparation that, that will enable us to steward. God does not care about just sending you blessings. He cares about you stewarding them. He just doesn't want to send you a husband, send you a wife, send you a bag of money, send you opportunities if he knows you will not steward them well. God is a God of stewards. He is looking for people who are managers, not just just people who just want to have the look of a thing. They want to make sure that he develops people that can actually make those things last. The problem again is that many people are desiring and are, are driven to pursue seasons that they are not prepared for. Listen, I could tell you firsthand, let me tell you about me. Like uh, I've only been married for a year and a month or two, right? And singleness and married life are two totally different seasons, individually important in their own way. I realized that uh, 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 when many people talk about Josh, coach, I just want to be married. Now that I'm married, I realize just how uh, valuable my single life was, how valuable um, um, God's um, leading and guiding and, and maturing was because marriage is is, is, is a different game. It's a different league. It's, it's not, it's not high school ball anymore. It's not, it's not college ball anymore. This is, this is professional league. That's why marriage is for mature audiences only success is for mature audiences only. It's for those who are able to mature. And my question is, are you currently being developed or already have been developed for the seasons you desire? Now, when people ask me questions about when I say or post post about wholeness, people ask me, well, Josh, can anybody be completely whole for a thing? No, um, nobody's completely 
perfect or ready for everything. They just meet qualifications. You know what I'm saying? They meet the basic qualifications like any kind of job. When you're uh, going towards a job, their goal is not to get caught up in potential. They get, they're, they're focused on ability. They're focused on preparation. They're focused on, are you able to handle the basics, if not more, of what this job requires? And that's how life is. God is saying, hey, man, I, 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 I recognize the zeal. I I see the 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 passion but but in order for you to manage this season of marriage or manage this season of money or manage this season of ministry or whatever it is that you endeavoring to have, you got to be instant ready in the off season. Now, there's four seasons in life and we're going to talk about the two um, kinds of season. We're going to talk about agricultural seasons and we're going to talk about uh, athletic seasons, okay? Agricultural seasons, athletic seasons and how they apply in our lives. And I've said this in many videos and even wrote in, in a, a couple of my books the importance of these two seasons. Let's look at agricultural seasons. Agriculture seasons are, of course, your uh, fall, winter, spring, and summer. Um, these agricultural seasons apply to our individual lives. It is important for you and I to understand how these seasons can play a part in our lives. Let's look at the season of fall. Fall is a season where everything begins to die. And many of us find ourselves in these seasons and we get confused in them because when we when God finds us and we have this, this new fervor for the Lord and, and, and we get excited and, and we feel uh, full of zeal to, um, to, to go and work on behalf of God, we fail to realize that the first season that you and I have to go through is fall. Fall is a season where you begin to see transformation. You begin to see death behind the scenes, that when fall is there, the trees are changing colors. The trees' leaves are changing colors. It goes from a plush green. And that's why people get kind of uh, annoyed with, with the pruning process of God, because oftentimes before you get saved, you had an abundance of friends. Before you get saved, you have an abundance of success to a degree. Before you got saved, you had an abundance of, 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 of sinful, pleasurable habits in such an abundance. But when you come to God, friends leave, family forsake you, things begin to fall apart. And that plush life that sin falsely advertises for you, you get hurt and confused because you had a better life, quote unquote, before you met God. And when you come into God, things begin to change. Death begins to work behind the scenes because after the, the image, after the behind the scenes of death is winter, which is the purification of the ground. That when a believer goes through the fall seasons and they begin to be left alone with God and they begin to really begin to feel the anguish of change because becoming a new creature is like being a being a child again, learning how to walk again, learning how to hold a fork, how to be weaned off the breast of the world to be able to grow into maturity in Christ. And when you get into that fall season, frustration builds because God is not after, uh, God is not, um, is not a a, a a manager. He's not a, a what you call those people um, that helps athletes. He's not a, a person looking for opportunities for you. His goal is to strip you of the idols in your life. And there's no greater pain that you and I will feel than being stripped from our idols. No other pain is worse. You can get a broken leg. You can get a broken arm. You can get shot. You can go through all types of anguish, but there's nothing greater than you and I being stripped, stripped from our idols. And so when that fall period comes, that's when the uh, the Christian frustration builds um, because you desire to be a new creature, but you don't really uh, appreciate or quite understand the process of it all. Now, that fall season then turns into winter. Winter is when the ground must be purified or the soil must be purified to receive new seed. That's the goal in our lives. And we have to go through that winter phase where it's dark, where it's cold, where all we have is God. And, and, and our hearts are being purified because everything has been stripped. Things are dying. But it's that winter phase where you begin to grow 
to a place where your heart and your mind is able to receive and multiply and maximize the seed of God, the, the, not, not only the salvation seed that's planting you, but the, but the gifts that's in you are now being able to, are able to be planted in better ground, ground that's able to fertilize, ground that's able to actually grow those things with the right heart. Winter then prepares you for spring when you begin to see things springing into action. Things begin to begin to open up for you because your heart is ready. Your mind is ready. And that summer season is when you begin to reap the benefits of being a consecrated uh, a lover and disciple of God, where you begin to walk in a level of mastery and wisdom and understanding where people can, can glean from because now you become become that tree that's planted by still waters. Now you become that tree whose leaf do not fade, where people, where God sends people to you for you to be their shade and to be their source of fruit. So they'll be able to say, this is a tree planted by God that I can be nourished by. That when my wife comes to me and I go to her, we're both trees planted where we can both be shaded and supplied with nutrients because we are now resources for each other. Those are the agricultural seasons that all believe believers must go through, but you have to understand why those seasons are important and the metaphoric applications that it applies to your life. Now, let's look at athletic seasons. Hey, what's up, everybody? Athletic seasons. There's This this the part where I want to get to. Um, the athletic seasons are four seasons as well. You have the off-season, you have the pre-season, you have the season, and then you have the post-season. The off season is probably the most important season of them all. The off season is the most important season of them all. Now, let's look at some scriptures that that will kind of help us. Well, let's look at one scripture and we'll talk about the other one a little bit later. Second Timothy. And it's interesting how these two scriptures are just swapped numbers. Second Timothy 4, 2 and then other scriptures, Second Timothy 2, 4. And it's crazy how God... Um, uh, place those uh, scriptures in my heart. And then when I found the references, I was like, wow, this is something that I have to share with you all today. Second Timothy 4.2 is Paul writing to Timothy, I believe, talking about uh, the importance of him um, being ready. And I love the King James version of it, where it says, be instant in season and out of season. Be instant in season and out of season. That's in this stage of my ministry and where God is leading me, I'm I'm really experiencing the importance of being instant and out of season. Now, let me break these athletic four seasons down. I'll break the scripture down as well. Um, Off season, preseason, season and postseason. The off season is the most important season in your life because there's a season without anything counting. It's a season where you can prepare for when the season counts. See, see. Marriage is when certain things count. Singleness is a season where certain things count. Um, preparation for ministry, ministry uh, in certain seasons is when stats are counted, where things are counted. Um, but the off season is your opportunity um, to prepare. And that's why I have these three points that I want you to think about as we break down off season, preseason, season and postseason is what is your desire season? What's the distraction sent towards that season? And what are the daily structures that you need to implement to ensure that that season is stewarded well, right? But the thing I love about the off season is that there's there's no pressure um, um, where there's no referees, there's no crowd, there's no coach, there's no uh, fans, there's no haters. It's you and your opportunity to grow. Each and every one of us have desired seasons. We, I, I desired to um to be successful. I desired before I got married to be married. I desire to to have children. I desire um to steward uh, a certain amount of money. I desire certain things, but just desiring those seasons doesn't doesn't really qualify you to actually uh, maximize and manage those seasons. And that's why my question is for you: Why do you desire these seasons? 
because God is not going to give you a season for you to selfishly destroy. Why would God send you a season where he knows your heart has not been cultivated, that you haven't allowed those idols to die, when you haven't allowed your heart to be purified, when you are not allowing the Holy Spirit to spring you and, and put you in position? Like none of those things will be manifested just off desire alone. God cares about your motives for the season. God is not, now you can settle for a wife, you can settle for marriage, you can settle for a husband, you can settle for a person, you can settle for a job, you can settle, but settling <clears throat> is different than being settled. See, see, settling is the fruit of not being settled, that if I'm settled, then I'll never settle. If I'm settled in God and he's content and contentment is the beginning of all success, just like fear, the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. A component of that fear is contentment <clears throat> that that those who are settled in God rarely settle because why settle for something when I'm already settled? And one of the things that my wife and I talked about was was the scripture that we read today that I read from Proverbs three, where it talks about um finding wisdom. And, and God had me say something in our session today where it was profound, where I don't want wisdom to find me. I want to find wisdom. I don't want to gain understanding after a fact. I want to gain understanding before the fact. And what does that mean? Many people uh, don't gain wisdom. Look, most people live life where wisdom finds them, but not with them finding wisdom that most of the time when you find wisdom, you found wisdom, but you found it through the path of consequences. You found it through the path of pain. I don't want to gain wisdom. I don't want to gain all of my wisdom through experience. I want to gain the bulk of my wisdom through observation. You see what I'm saying? That's a difference. Many people, <clears throat> wisdom finds them. No, no, no. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, I think 5, uh, find wisdom, that go out there and find wisdom, seek understanding, seek wisdom, that this is the time in your off season that you don't be, don't allow yourself to be overly intoxicated with the idea of a season because this is what confuses a lot of people. People get so caught up in the idea of a something of something versus the actual interaction or the individual of that thing. Let me break it down. <clears throat> the idea of something is is infatuation. I'm infatuated with the idea of marriage. I'm infatuated with the idea of success. I'm infatuated with the idea of money. The idea of something is different than your actual interaction with that thing. See, that when, when, when I tell people, it's like, yo, I'm married, married. So all the ideals, all the expectations crumbled when I got up under the actual uh, season where things began to count. You see what I'm saying? When me and my wife was dating, that was preseason. That was uh, 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 the postseason. You know what I'm saying? Postseason was my singleness. Preseason was our courting. And now I'm in the season. Like, like things count now. I can't think about women. I can't I can't allow myself to let lust in. I, the things count now because the Bible talks about that God would not hear the prayers of a man who does not take care of his wife. See what I'm saying? Things count now. So many of us, we rush into seasons, but we're out of shape. We didn't we didn't we didn't work out. We didn't do what we were supposed to. And then when things actually count, things begin to count against us. I refuse. Um, um, so right now I'm probably a few months away from actually having children. Right. Oh, she's not pregnant yet, but our goal is to start. And I got 10 to 11 months to prepare to become a husband. I mean, a father, because once I become a father, things count now. It counts now because there, there's a baby baby. You know what I'm saying? There's a human human. Things count now that the days I spend with my children, you see things count and things are counting against, not against me, but counting either for me or against me right now based upon my level of preparation. You're right. Lust is a killer. And you got to see the reasons why lust is a killer. The devil says that the mission statement of the devil is to steal, to kill and destroy. He, his goal is to have utter destruction in our lives by, by stealing time away from us, killing our fervor for God, and then destroying our lives. You see what I'm saying? So when you understand seasons, you won't become so overly intoxicated with the timing. We love timing, but we do not engage the season before the time. 
I say this in many videos, promotion only lasts either a few minutes to a couple of days. After that promotion, after the cake has been eaten, after the cards have been read, after the pat on the backs have been patted, after the emails have been sent, after you signed the contract, that next moment is game time. It's game time. But what happens is we get so caught up on when is my timing, God? When is my time to be married? But do you know what comes with that? Do you know that every position comes with pressure? Every As a husband, there's pressures. And, and pressure's not a bad thing. Pressure only becomes a bad thing when you are not uh, 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 made to, or you have not allowed yourself to be made for the pressure. Right now, that's pressures. And what I mean by pressure is I got to provide, I got to protect, I got to pray. There's, there's, there's different things I got to do, but because God uh, prepared me, it's not breaking me. It's making me. You see what I'm saying? So that off season, that preseason is very important because when the season comes, the rebounds count, the buckets count, the, the, the yards count, the, the, the volleyball, everything counts now. And then your legacy is determined by what you do in these seasons. Now, the verse 2 Timothy 4.2 is very profound. It says, be instant in season and out of season. I love that. Be instant. Instant means... I'm ready. I, I'm not getting because what I don't want to do is my opportunity be at the door and I'm not ready or I'm trying to get ready. No, I want to be ready. So like right now I'm in I'm in a training program with my church. I'm a minister at my church, but I'm in like the low tier minister level. Like I'm 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 probably going to sit down for maybe 2 or 3 years um to be groomed and I'm perfectly fine with that. And I, I don't understand why young men and young women who want to go into ministry are not willing to sit down for 3 years, man. You got to be able to sit. You got to be able to sit. You got to be able to sit because you can have the zeal, but you don't have the, the wisdom. Wisdom comes from time. Wisdom comes from watch time hours. It comes from engaging. And, and so what I'm saying to that is that, that he'll randomly call on me sometime to speak for five minutes. And, and that's training in of itself because y'all know coach long-winded. Coach can go for two hours, but there'll be times where I got to make sure <clears throat> And, and we got a big church. And so when he calls on you randomly, I got to be ready. I just can't be over there stumbling my words. So I already got maybe seven or eight good solid scriptures that, that I know that any given time that I'm called randomly, the Holy Spirit can pop maybe 10 or one of the 10, one of the 15 scriptures that I can break down in five minutes. But I'm not just going to sit there and wait till he calls me. I'm already preparing my four points, my three points, my two analogies, my one story that be able to get it done in five minutes and I'm set back down. That's the importance of being ready because I do not want the season of parenthood, the season of stewardship, greater levels in ministry. I don't want um, the viral moments to happen, whether it be on YouTube or whatever, and I'm trying to put on my pants and button up my shirt and have my towel on or have whatever I need. I want to already be ready. You got to be it before you be it. I do doesn't change anything. You got to be it before you say the words I do. You got to be it before that check comes because the, 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 the least, the least ready you are, the, the least, the, not the least it lasts. And so my charge to you is to examine, am I instant <clears throat> that, that if God was to put me where I need to be, would I be ready in an instant? That if God told me to go here, would I be ready in an instant? Will there still be doubt in my heart? Would there still be fear in my heart? That's what the off season is for. Because the more repetitions you do in the off season, the more confident you become in the season. That if you shoot those thousand shots every single day, then when there's five seconds left in the game, then you're not afraid because you practice that shot 40, 50,000 times in the off season. And so when you practice self-control, when you practice certain disciplines in the off season, when, when, when like in marriage, that when, when my wife, whatever, I'm already ready to meet her need or I'm ready to adjust. It's, 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 it's just what happens. Am I perfect all the time? No, but am I quick in my response time? In my recovery time? You best believe it. And that's important. 
that if you're not willing to put the 10,000, 20,000, 40,000, 50,000 shots up in the offseason, you're going to be on the bench in the season. And many people wonder why God is not promoting them or putting them in the game is that you because he knows if you're ready or not. You came in the season out of shape. And there's certain seasons that just automatically comes every year. We're not talking about just the seasons that's desired. We're talking about the seasons that come every year that you got to be ready for. And all these components within your current season is what's preparing you, molding you for the season to come. That's why the goal is to be instant in season, out of season, because <clears throat> even in off season, I got to be instant. <clears throat> Because who I am in the off season will determine how successful I am in the season. That's the separates. That's what separates the the good from the great, and it is it separates them all. The grower from the good to the great. The great people put the work in, and you see it manifested in life based upon what they put the work in. The season should be easy. The off season should be the hardest. If your season is the hardest, that means you didn't do well in the off season. If marriage is hard for you, and we're not talking about just, we're talking about if marriage is hard to the point to where you're ready to quit, you didn't maximize your singleness. Right now, if you're just coasting through your singleness, marriage is going to be hard. But if you put the work in with Mr. Miyagi, with AKA the Holy Ghost, if you put the work in with him, there will be hard times that come, but your heart won't be hardened. Hard times are going to come. My wife just lost her aunt. You see what I'm saying? We went through two weeks of, of she lost her aunt on Thanksgiving Day. You see what I'm saying? So we talking about, I drove the family an hour and a half to Gastonia. You see what I'm saying? And to, to, to hear the news. And I, I had to, I had to gird up. I had to, I had to be available. You see what I'm saying? But, 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 but hard times are going to come, but my heart won't be hardened because it already went through its hard season when it was purified in my winter phase in my off season. And that's the importance, ladies and gentlemen. That's the importance. Hard times will come, but those hard times will not make a prepared person's heart harden. That's the difference. So that's why you cannot, those who complain about the season they're in are not ready for the season they're complaining about, period. If you're complaining about the season you're currently in, that is not that we understand when, you know, there's a difference when you have, man, I, I just don't like this season, Josh coach. I just don't. It's cool when you, you have your moments, but when that's, when that moment defines your mindset, when we see it's okay to have moments of discouragement. I didn't like all my season of singleness. There's discouraging moments in every season, but if the, but if that moment of, of vulnerability is your mindset continuously, then you're not prepared to manage it. You can have moments, but don't let the moment have you. Don't let the moment have your mindset. Because if you know you desire that season, you better start interviewing people who have extreme success in that season. And you that's why you never talk to people. It's crazy how uh, it's crazy how when you look at teachers in schools or professors in colleges, a lot of them are just teachers of the topic, not people who actually got gained treasure from the topic. They're just people who teach the topic. They can teach accounting, but they're not accountants. They can teach real estate, but they ain't never did real estate. They can teach entrepreneurship, but own no businesses. How can you teach a thing that you ain't never been tested in? You see what I'm saying? So you don't get insight from people who got five or seven points about a thing, but they never actually been tested by that thing. You got to be with people who have passed the test and you see the joy of the Lord hovering over them. You see the, the anointing of God operating through them. And they, that's why I love that God has set me under the pastor that God has placed me under because I'm learning. I, like, like, like right now I'm done with that local ministry stuff because my heart was vain, like not towards the end, but I began to realize that, that season has had its course. And some of us have to allow seasons to be nostalgic. We have to allow seasons to be what they are. We cannot try to relive where God once was. You got to go where God is. Many of us, the reason why we don't do new things in our walk with God is because we still worship and idolize the season where God once was, but God doesn't dried up that brook. 
And so right now I'm taking two to three years. It don't matter how many years off. I'll do videos like these. But when it comes to active ministry where it's actually bubbling and it's actually growing and it's actually me hand hands to people kind of deal, I'm limited on that because I want to learn because I understand I rather take two to three years off to have 40 years of anointed ministry then to have these cupcake ministry that these preachers have right now that I promise you will be dead in five years because they have the form of godliness but denying its power. So my question to you is, what are your desired seasons? And will you, are you instant now? Are you ready now? You just can't up and become a wife. You can't up and try to become a husband. You got to be it before you be it. You got to already have the Holy Spirit developing traits inside of you, qualities inside of you, that, that you will be ready for that man or woman that God has, for that you'll be ready for that some amount of money, that you'll be ready for your creative ministry, whether it be in, in the fivefold or just outside the four walls kind of ministry. You see what I'm saying? Let's keep going. The three things, like I said before. What's your desired season? What are the distractions that sent against that season? And what are the daily structures that will support that season? Now let's talk about the distractions. And then we're going to talk about how to stay instant, spelling the word instant. And I'm going to answer a couple of questions and I'm out. Got to be at work tomorrow. All right, let's go. Second Timothy 2, 4 says, no soldier, hear me closely, no soldier gets entangled. It's the ESV version. In civilian pursuits, since his or her aim is to please the one who enlisted him. What is your aim? Is your aim to satisfy the idol of your heart or the lover of your soul? Idolatry. I love that it says no soldier. First off, soon as you became uh, uh, saved, a son or daughter of God, you are a soldier. Period. Whether you like it or not, you are in a war. Whether you like it or not, you are in a war. Whether you like it or you went from being an army of Satan to be the army of the Savior. You, you, there's no in between. You're, you're no longer a civilian. The verse says, "No soldier." He's just giving wisdom. No soldier gets entangled with civilian pursuits, meaning entangled with the idea of marriage, entangled mentally where you just tied and you're just distracted. You entangled in this web of deception. You like It's like a soldier who's supposed to go and do a job in a country, buys a house, gets start going out to restaurants, start entangling themselves with the people, civilian pursuits. You understand we are in a war. We're not supposed to be entangled here. We should be, we should be, our energy should be into getting to heaven with our work done. See, we're pilgrims passing through. You understand me? So we're not supposed to be entangled in how carnal civilians pursue things here. We're not supposed to be caught up in the world's definition of marriage, the world's view of dating, the world's view of, 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 of sex, the world's view of intimacy, the world's view of money, the world's view of, 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 of anything. We're supposed to be focused because we have been enlisted. Anybody who doesn't understand that they've been enlisted into the army of God is entangled. And the devil wants believers to be entangled. And that's what's my issue with a lot of ministries these days, because it's, they're, they're not equipping soldiers. They're entangling these soldiers, entangling these soldiers in becoming subconsciously prideful of his life, entangling soldiers to be so caught up in here that nobody's focused on heaven. Nobody's in tune to heaven. Nobody's uh, uh, in to what heaven wants. And that's what Timothy was trying to say. He says, no soldiers gets entangled in civilian pursuits because how the world does things is a distraction. Everybody wants to talk about get it quick, do it quick. You see what I'm saying? Get it fast. Do this. Everybody, just because the world does what they do on social media, it's not how God wants us to do it. And what happens is these churches, these, these inf Christian influencers, these individuals have crippled a lot of, of B believers and have cut off uh, potential believers and from becoming true believers, but making them thinking they're believers by causing compromise. See, anytime you hear a preacher, a preacher doesn't need the world's validation for the word. The, the world, the church doesn't need the world's validation, the world's music, the world's cosign. We don't need them. Why are we? It's crazy how people would take 
pictures with celebrities. These preachers would take pictures with celebrities, but these select and post that picture. But the celebrity they took the picture with don't post it. Isn't that kind of confusing? The world, when Jesus walked the earth, the world came to them. Jesus wasn't looking for nobody. Jesus wasn't what I mean by that. He wasn't consumed with being buddy buddy with the Pharisees, being buddy buddy with the kings, and being buddy buddy with the celebrity. He said, Man, listen, I came to seek the lost. But what happens is when you begin, when these Christian influencers create uh, uh, the illusions of connection, that illusional connection leads to compromise. So what happens is let's 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 use the world's techniques god doesn't need the marketing strategies of the world to save people the gospel saves not the gospel dipped in world worldly compromises and so what happens is we feel like well if we we got to meet them where they are no they should see something in us that wants them that inspires them to be where we are you don't step down to them to reach them unless they're in a ditch to reach them no, 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 no. We got to get out of a place of compromise because compromise dilutes consecration and consecra concentration amplifies consecration. What I mean by that is when you allow subtle compromises to come in your life, your consecration weakens, your, 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 uh, your 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 focus weakens. This happens in all in all arenas of life. When you look at athletes. <clears throat> An athlete gets caught up in drugs. An athlete, she or he gets caught up in, 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 in a relationship. It affects their game. So all of a sudden, you begin to watch some of these athletes. It's one season's better than the other. Uh, oh, they gained weight in the offseason. What happened? Chances are there was some type of compromise in their work ethic. There was some type of compromise in their life that, that diluted their concentration, that affected their consecration. The more the, that's why Kobe was talking about in one of his interviews. He said, man, when everybody else was partying, you see what I'm saying? When everybody else was partying, give me one second. When everybody else was partying, he was in the gym. You see what I'm saying? He was in the gym and it showed in his legacy. Oh, man. Time will prove what you was focused on. Time will always prove what she was focused on. See, see, there's a lot of athletes who made it to the NBA, made it to the NFL, made it to the WNBA, made it to these high levels, but their career was only three years long. J.C. Williams from Duke. J.C. Williams from Duke was was a, was in the early 2000s was a great ball player. <clears throat> Got in the contract talk told him not to get on motorcycles, but he wanted to do what he wanted to do. And a, and a great athlete shortened his career from one dumb decision. That's why what you, what you do, your, 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 your consecrate, your concentration or your compromise will determine the potency of your play. That's why I'm telling people, if you want to perform well in your marriage, practice the right disciplines in your single life. You see the Michael Jordan work ethic. <clears throat> That's true. Michael Jordan was just a killer. Michael Jordan was just a, a hard worker. Um, uh, BJ Armstrong did an interview with this young lady. I forgot her name. And he talked about that, that if he wished he would have videotaped it, Michael Jordan in practice, because Michael Jordan was greater in practice than he was in the game. Michael Jordan did, they said Michael Jordan did greater things in practice than he did in the game. He said, all those highlights you see, the, the fake up and under, a layup, the dunks. He said, man, he was doing greater things. Even John said in the Bible, he said, man, there's not even enough books to contain all the miracles of Jesus. That shows that Jesus capitalized on that off season between 12 and 30. We don't have no recollection of what Jesus did between the ages of 12 and 30. We just know it was manifest in those three years. We know that he got back to back to back rings. We know he got back to back to back kings, the key, the king of the keys of death, hell and the grave. We know he got those three, whoo, those three years. He got those keys. Because of the work ethic he put in and when nobody knew him. And that's the problem with us. All of us, a lot of us want to be seen so bad. We want to be noticed so bad, but when you have already embraced the acceptance of God, you don't need the accolades of man. You don't need the, the, the honors of man. They come with it. They come with that. But because God said yes to me, that's all I need. But a lot of people need more. Anytime you need more than God, you lose what God wants you to have, period.
He got the keys, keys, keys. I don't know what DJ Cap. I don't know if he's been in his word or not, but we know those three keys he got. <clears throat> no soldier gets entangled, entangled in civilian pursuits. Everything in his life is to support the cause or the ministry that God has for you. That's why you cannot. Let me tell you something about, about relationships. None of us are good at picking anything. I, I was not smart enough to pick my wife. God put us together. You know what I'm saying? I, I, the, 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 I wasn't smart enough. None of us are smart enough. So it's best to just you leave that to the wisdom of God because none of us are smart enough. And when you realize that, you walk humbly. And then you begin to recognize or you begin to release or open the door for the Holy Spirit to work in your life. Because your wife, your husband, your children, your, not your children, your husband, your wife, your time, all your house, your car was all used for purpose. But when those things become the purpose of your pursuit versus the person that you're going to utilize those things to pursue, then you will, you will squander the possessions. Meaning if your wife, is, if marriage is what you've been pursuing, then your marriage becomes stagnant because it hasn't. Now your marriage, your ma marriage was marriage is a system that was created to serve the master and and the people it was created to serve. Marriage is a system. It's a, it's it's a created system of two people coming together to serve, to serve, to serve the master's mission for them. That's why we got to have missional marriages. Missional marriages, meaning our marriage was created for a mission, an assignment. We are two black ops. We are two soldiers for a specific assignment, secret service, not secret service, but um, a special op agents. You see what I'm saying? When you have that mindset, man, this ain't the real world. I, I'm laying up myself for treasures in heaven. I, I now see that, that's legacy. When see when I get to heaven, I want to make sure that when I get up there, what I did in my season of life, the seasons of my life, that when it's time for the crown and ring ceremonies, all the championships that I won over the years, all the championships that I've gotten for the owner who was God, the owner Jesus of my team, when I get when it, when it's the ceremonial uh, um, presentation of the rings and the crowns, I, that's what I'm working for. I'm not working for what the world can give me. I want to get to heaven and God put a ring on every finger and put a crown five, 15 feet tall. And because my heart is so in love with him and is not in love with the crowns, I take every ring off and put it back at his feet. That's what life is meant for. I don't want to live my life and I get to heaven and everything was burnt because I mismanaged the season. Your life is a season. Your life is a season <clears throat> for what, what heaven has to offer. It says, since his or her aim is to please the one that listed him. If God is not the sole person that you desire to please, you will not have true pleasure in his life. Things become more pleasurable when he is the main one you want to please. And what I mean, marriage becomes more pleasurable. Parenthood becomes more pleasurable. Ministry becomes more pleasurable. Business entrepreneurship becomes more pleasurable when your aim is to please the one that enlisted you. Now, <clears throat> for time's sake, so I want to get up out of here. I got to go to bed. Um, all this is scribble scraps. This all after me and my wife talked. This, 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 this just came all after me and her had our time and the Holy Spirit dropped this inside of me to give to y'all today. And I can tell that it's him by the river um, that I'm feeling inside of my soul. Now, how to stay instant in every season? Real quickly, how to stay instant in every season? The, the writer said, be instant. Paul was talking to Tim. He said, yo, Tim, Tim, Timmy. Tim Duncan, Tim, <laughs> come here, come here. Paul Popovich, Paul Popovich. You see what I'm saying? We're trying to talk to Tim, Timmy Duncan. And he was like, listen, man, listen, you got to be instant in season and out of season. It, it don't matter if it feels like it's an off season, you got to be ready. You got to sharpen your blade. And then most people don't understand that just because times are good doesn't mean you don't take that good time to be ready, to even to even readier, become even more readier. You see what I'm saying? That's bad English. But what I'm saying is, they live in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, the, the Holy Spirit gave us that analogy with Pop, uh, Paul Popovich and Timmy Tim Duncan. All right. And so what we have to realize is, is that 
I forgot my point. But how to stay instant in every season. I-N-S-T-A-N-T. Real quickly, how to stay instant in every season. I, you got to interact with God and his word every day. To stay instant, even in the off season of your singleness, even in, in, in the season of your marriage, or even in the off season of, of ministry development or in the season of, 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 of ministry and you, and you activate it, whether it's the off season of just of just being husband and wife before the season of parenthood, you got to interact with God and his word daily, daily. Because that becomes the fuel that keeps you ready. That becomes the oil to your engine. That becomes the the fuel to your to your uh, pursuits. You see what I'm saying? You know that's what you have to do. And it's to always stay instant. You gotta you gotta always make sure that you are interacting with God. And the thing about God is you can have a specific time to interact with Him, and then you have every moment to interact with Him. the The moment that I interact with God is just meeting place. God just want to give you this time. I just want to sit in your presence. But in every day, me staying instant and interacting with God is me doing what Proverbs 3 says, trust Lord with all my heart, lean not to your understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. So in all my ways, I'm acknowledging God and that keeps me instant for that season. Right now, you in a season on that job. The whole You interacting with God will show you how to be instant, how to be ready to give love, joy, peace, long suffering, self-control in the season that you're currently in. So this ain't even just talking about the seasons of marriage, the season of money, the season of ministry. We're talking about the seasons of every moment that because you interact with God and because you may acknowledge God a discipline. That's right. When you meet evil people, you will know what to say and how to say it. You, when you meet a rough patch in your marriage, you know that a kind word softens wrath. You will begin because you interact with God every day in his word. Then the Holy Spirit can draw things to your remembrance. And that's what my pastor said one Sunday. He says, we don't have enough stuff in us for the Holy Spirit to draw up. That we don't put enough in our heart for God, for the Holy Spirit to draw up. He cannot draw up stuff that you don't put in there. We cannot draw up stuff that you don't stuff in your heart. So how to stay instant every season? Even the little seasons, even the season at this job, the season of, of, of this area of life, you got to intentionally interact with God in his word every day. And secondly, you have to increase your value. If you want more value, increase your value. So every day I'm thinking how to stay instant. Okay. How can I utilize the situation to increase my value? How can I become more valuable? That should be your goal. Your goal should not be in attracting value. Your goal should be in adding value. Your goal should not be, I just want to attract more value. You attract more value by adding value in you. And it, the level of the value you want to attract, you got to add yourself up to that level. How to stay instant every season, interact with God every day in his word intentionally. Intentionally means even when you find it the hardest to read your Bible, the hardest to pray, you got to go hard because there's some type of resistance there demonically trying to keep you from reaching in and the promises and the power of God in how to stay instant in every season. You got to know when to say no and say no. I got to be able to say no. To any type of advances, I got to be able to say no because it's hard to say no if 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 you don't trust God's no. You see what I'm saying? So if you don't trust God's delay, if you don't trust God saying no to you, like no, this ain't it, then you're gonna say yes to the wrong things. But if you trust God's no, you will be able to say no to everything that He's saying no to. But if you trust the promises of God and the processes of God and His Word, then you'll be okay to say no to 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 the devil's uh, temptations. Because, like I said before, every desired season has distractions sent towards it. If your desired season is to be marriage, best believe the devil's going to sin counterfeits. Not the devil, because the devil's not omnipresent, but demons are going to sin counterfeits to 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 go a, to counter to cause that your season to be counterproductive. So, if your desired season is marriage, expect expect counterfeits to come. If your desired season is to manage money, expect money grabbers or money. Money grabbers only have to be people. Money grabbers can just be um, habits. You see what I'm saying? Whatever your desired season is, you got to counteract that, dis that distractions that are being sent to you with daily structures of discipline, daily structures that, 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 
builds you to being a person you need to be. Now, how to stay instant every season, interact with God and his word every day, increase your value wherever you are, and know when to say no. If you respect God, you'll respect his no's. You see what I'm saying? You got to say, yo, God said no to this. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Even though it smells good, looks good, feels good, or potentially has the ability to feel good or whatever sounds good. Everything that sounds good is not sound. You see what I'm saying? That sound wisdom. You see what I'm saying? And so in order for me to be instant every season, I got to be, I got to say no to the world's civilian pursuits because I know my focus is supposed, is for something greater. It's easy to say no to things when you're purpose-minded. It's easy to say no to things. How do you know what season you're in? Good question. You know what season you're in uh, based upon some of the, how can I put it, uh, character traits of agricultural seasons. So if you're going through a season of pruning where where friends are leaving, uh, things are leaving, things are being stripped down, then you're in a fall season. You know you're in a winter season when everything around you is just dead, but you feel like you're being developed at the same time. Um, you have no leaves on your trees. You it almost you almost feel embarrassed. Do you know how embarrassing a tree feels after the glorious, its first glorious season of of green. Do you imagine how, do you know how maybe the tree, I'm just saying, I'm just giving an analogy, how a tree can feel embarrassing that it was once this big green tree looked great and, and all these people come around it and it's welcoming so many people. People are coming for a shade and fruit, but then it comes a season where you're bare naked in front of everybody and people are talking about you. People are laughing at you. People are not even around you anymore because you have no shade and you have no fruit. So if you find yourself in that season, then God has completely stripped everything out of your life. And now you're left with just him. Spring and summer, spring is when you begin to feel uh, um, alive again in Christ. You begin to understand life a little bit more that now you begin to understand the process. And now you're springing into that season. You're getting into that season of, of growth happening, um, but there's still no fruit there in season or fruit begins to show. And see in the summer season is when you're reaping, you're, you're, you're reaping, you're, you're eating from the fruit of the, of the process of fall and summer. I can go a little bit deeper, um, but for time's sake, um, kind of watch this video from the beginning and digest it, and the Holy Spirit will kind of enlighten you a little bit more. Now, how to stay instant in every season? And know when to say no and say no. S, stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit. He's the one that leading guides you into all truth. How you stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit? You got to remove every loud sounds. You got to remove everything that goes against sensitivity boils down to sacrifice. Sensitivity grows in sacrifice. Sensitivity, uh, um, God, I pray right now for the young lady who needs prayer for a court tomorrow. God, you go before and make a crooked path straight. We thank you, Father God, for giving her or him, giving him or her favor tomorrow. I pray, Lord, that wisdom be manifested, etc. God, we know that you'll handle the nuances in their life. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so what happens is sensitivity births out of sacrifice that in order for me to increase my sensitive Holy Spirit, I have to sacrifice television. I have to sacrifice social media. You see what I'm saying? I have to sacrifice certain things so that my uh, supreme focus is in what the spirit wants me to do because it's the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit that helps me, helps me to handle the nuances of life. That's why God gave us his spirit and the word of God. The word of God handles categories. The Holy Spirit handles nuances. See what I'm saying? The Bible is not going to tell you uh, uh, everything about Jimmy and, and Juliana. You see what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit from the word, using the word, will handle all the nuances. You see what I'm saying? So, so what happens is people are, well, the Bible don't say everything. The Holy Spirit has everything to be said about everything that needs to be said about your life. So the Holy Spirit and the word are two resources because you need the author and the written word to help you navigate. See what I'm saying? And so you got to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit comes from sacrifice. You gain more sacrificing for the Holy Spirit than grieving the Holy Spirit for idols you sacrifice to. You see what I'm saying? What I mean by that is, man, I've gained so much in life 
and my life has been spared because of my sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Oh man, I do not. I, that's why I don't even watch much TV. I don't even engage on social media much because it affects the airways. And now I become more sensitive to what uh, was going in the, in the sports world. I become more sensitive and all these different things versus being sensitive to the one that I should be focused on. T, how to stay instant every season? You got to tame your flesh. In other words, you got to kill it. Tame by definition is to make less powerful and easier to control. In order to be instant every season, you got to you got to tame that flesh. Tame those urges, tame your emotions, tame your thoughts. In other words, make less powerful. You got to intentionally make those counter productive thoughts less powerful by understanding what the word of God says about you, casting down every imagination that exhausts itself against the authority of Christ. In order to do that, you got to know what the word of God says, because that's your authority. And then you will be able to cast down vain imagination. But if you have no recollection of the word of God or what the word of God says about what you're going through, you're not going to be able to navigate what you're going through. You see what I'm saying? So you got to tame your flesh. You got to make your flesh less powerful and easier to control in order to be instant in every season. Because if God wants you to do something, but you still entangled with, with lust and still entangled with pride or becoming entangled into something, you ain't going to be successful. You tame the flesh by, by, by containing your mind. Your mind is what gives either your spirit power or your flesh power. So if you have a carnal mind and not the Christ mind, your flesh is going to run rampant. For time's sake, let's go to A. Oh, uh, uh, how to stay instant every season? You have to be held accountable. Ladies, do not submit yourself to a man who's not held accountable. And we just and just don't just don't look at it. Don't just welcome his accountability. Investigate his accountability. What I mean by that is, is is who he held accountable to held accountable. And what is the fruit of his accountability? And fellas, do not sacrifice to a woman who is not being held accountable. All of this plays a part in order to be instant every season. I have to be willing to be held accountable for my actions personally and collectively by the man or woman of God, men to men, women to women. God surrounds you with. I got to be willing to be held accountable because accountability increases ability. It, it makes ability pure because if I'm held accountable, I got someone checking up on me that, that gives me some kind of fear, that gives me some kind of honor or reverence that, that it makes my actions and my actual ability purer. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm held accountable by a couple of, 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 of men, because I'm, I'm, I'm held accountable, my actions are pure. And because I have a ministry and I got people that I never know is going to walk up on. I remember one time I was playing basketball at the gym and this guy came up to me and I did a video before I got into the gym. The guy who I've played with multiple times came up to me and said, yo, coach, you coach Josh? I just watched your video. So Ever since that moment, I'm like, yo, you never know who's watching your videos, Josh. So you got to you got to walk accountable because you never know who's going to check up on you and be like, yo, coach, that ain't what you've been preaching, yo. So how to stay instant every season? You got to be willing to be held accountable and how to stay instant every season. You got to be burdened by the knees of the people you're supposed to reach. You got to be burdened by the knees of people. And what I mean by that is that's your why. You got to have a great why. Like I'm burdened by people being equipped for God's use. I'm burdened by that. I'm, that makes me want to be ready in season, out of season. It makes me want to know my word better. So if I meet someone on the side of the road, if I meet someone in the grocery store, I'm able to help them make sense of their life. Whose burden has God laid on your heart? That will keep you ready instantly in season, out of season, because you have a burden, but that burden has to be balanced by, by, by the Holy Spirit. You just can't have a burden for people that you burn yourself out. Do not allow the burden for people to burn you out, but you got to have enough burden, but that burden has to be balanced because if you broken down, you can't meet the burdens of people. You see what I'm saying? But the Holy Spirit will show you how to delegate your energies towards the people you're supposed to be reaching. Because a lot of people are instant and ready but they're, but they're breaking themselves down. Instant means I'm ready when the Holy Spirit leads me. I'm instant and ready when he guides. I'm instant and ready based upon his leadership. 
I'm just not out there just going out there and just doing stuff because I'm instant. I'm ready. No, no, no. You will burn yourself out like that. That's the balance to the wisdom that God has given you through myself. How to stay instant every season? T, you got to change the way you think and talk. If you talk in doubt, how can you be instant and ready to move in faith? And and because you never know who needs you, you to stir their faith. I got to make sure I change the way I think. Uh, or I got to change the way I think I got to change the way I talk because I don't want my thinking and my talking to, to when it's time to move in faith, my thoughts are full of doubt and my talk is full of doubt. You talk out the doubt in your heart. You see what I'm saying? And so what I realize is I got to constantly be ready because I got to constantly work on my thought patterns and my talk patterns. So that when it's time to walk in faith, I can, I love y'all. I went longer than I should. I went an hour. So I'll do a Q&A tomorrow, a Lord willing, or Tuesday, Lord willing. Um, so I won't be doing questions today because I got to get ready for work. It's already 11, 18 in my time. I took a three-hour nap. I took a mini sleep. So that's why I was able to, and I think God allowed me to rest so that I can be able to give y'all um, this message today. I pray it was a blessing to you. I pray that it, that, that it was uh, God glorifying and, 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 and building you up in your most holy faith. Um, for books that will help you along the lines, people who struggle with soul ties, this book, The Purpose of Freedom that I wrote, would be a blessing to you. It'll help you understand how to liberate yourself from soul ties and strongholds. Um, this book, The Purpose of Singleness, is basically where a lot of these points came from. And uh, dating prep, these two books is kind of along the lines of relationships. And I talk a lot about, about the seasons in those books. Um, so the purpose of singleness, what time I'm going to do the queue? I don't know what time. Uh, no man, no woman knows the hour when I'm going to do a live video because I'm married now. You see what I'm saying? She comes first. Um, and so it is what it is. So whenever I'm able to to do it, I'll do it. Um, but uh, soul ties, um, for those who are dating themselves and dating others, this book right here will get you prepared for a dating relationship and to really ask the right questions in your dating relationships. And if you married, it's great resources to uh, get to know your uh, husband or wife. The purpose of singleness is not just for single people, but it, it's probably uh, 70% towards singles and 30% towards all individuals. But this book, The Purpose of Singleness, will be a blessing to you as well. For those who want to understand how to go against distractions, this book on spiritual warfare I wrote called World War Me, How to Win Winning the War Within. Because if you're not, if you, if, if you lose, if you are losing the wars on the inside of you, you're not going to be able to win the war outside of you. And this book comes with scriptures in the back, uh, topical scriptures so that you'll be able to study the word of God. I got scriptures on uh, prosperity, pr uh, scriptures on um, prayer. I'm in the P's right now. Scriptures on uh, so you kind of get the gist scriptures on obedience, scriptures on money, scriptures on marriage, scriptures on so that there are scriptures, scriptures on lust. So that book will kind of help you, um, prepare for that. And, um, two courses on my website. Um, yeah, I wrote six books, man. I'm writing my seventh book now. Uh, two card games. Um, the two card games is World War Me, not World War Me, I'm sorry, Memory Muscle. It's a fun way um, to study scripture either by yourself or, in a, or with friends. And it's uh, Dating Prep is a card game that goes with this book, Dating Prep. And it's ba all the questions in the card game are in the book. And you can play that game three ways. You can play it uh, four ways by yourself. You can play it with your the person that you're dating. Or you can play it in a group, like a double dating setting or a group setting, or you can play it with a counselor or a pastor or, or a mentor who will be able to select questions from the card deck and they will ask those questions between y'all two. And it's, it could be a card game used for counseling sessions. So if you're a pastor, uh, uh, a mentor, that those card games would be good um, for those individuals as well. So six books. I got my sixth book is a book on for kids. Um, as he says, as in for the students I serve, it's all about helping kids discover their art form. It's not a Christian based book because I work in a school system. So God has given me resources to help kids in the secular world. Um, but there's but they're proverbial. They have they have biblical truths in there, which is without text and verse. You see what I'm saying? Um, two card games, six books two coach, uh, two uh, courses online. All those are on my website. I am unplugged.com. I'll write that now. Uh oh, 
uh, write that website right now. I am unplugged.com. If you feel like this message was a blessing to you, you can also give. Uh, I'm telling everyone to give towards. You can give towards me if you want to. That's cool. I don't, I don't really care about that too much, but I care about our mentoring program my wife and I has in the elementary that I work at, as well as the uh, middle school that's connected. And uh, our mentoring program starts in February. You can go to our website to learn more at wepropel.education. I write that down. We propel. Oh, we propel education. Or you can go to our Instagram. Uh, but it's I was trying to order the card game. Uh, email me. I seen a link. Just go to uh, ezygames.com. Man, a lot of websites. But they're all on my website, imunplugged.com. Go there. Go to the card games and select one card. Uh, my goal is to get the card games on Amazon. But right now is on making card games. I made custom name on card games. It's a site that allows you to make them. Um, if you have any questions, email me. I help you. I help you get the card game. Um, what was I saying? You're so welcome. Love y'all, man. Uh, oh, we prepare that education. You can go to our Instagram page, Propel CLT, to see what our program is doing, has done in the last three years. We're in our fourth year now, and we need your help because uh, uh, they want us in two schools. And so if you want to help, let the Lord lead you in your giving, your generosity. We'll really appreciate it. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I pray this word was a blessing to you. Y'all know I love y'all. And I pray, um, right? Well, well, like I always say, I'm done. But you know who's never done? You know who's always available? The Holy Spirit. My goal is to help you uh, grow with him. Because if you grow with him, you can do anything in life that he wants you to. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Um, website, IamUnplugged.com. All the resources are there. Um, y'all be blessed. See y'all next time. Also, sorry, t-shirts at the bottom of my YouTube videos. We got merch, the I'm worth the weight shirts. Uh, infatuation is blind, not love. Um, uh, be you to the full, all those shirts on my website as well. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Peace.